very lax, uh, very much at ease with not giving as much thought and consideration to this commandment as we should. Um, the, uh, the reference material of the book on the uh, larger catechism, I think it was, um, when I was reading through the, the, the notes on it, uh, made the point, and I think it's very true, made the point that the devil has, as it were, given a, a, an extra effort a special focus on keeping Christians from keeping this commandment. And he goes on to talk about why, and it would do you well to, to read it if you haven't had a chance to. Uh, take time uh, to read, uh, I always forget which one's which, Williamson or Voss, uh, one's on the confession, the other one's, on the larger catechism. But take time to read it because it points out that the Sabbath day is so important, so important to the Christian and his life that interruption of the Sabbath day often does more to harm your spiritual life than tempting you with a given sin of whatever of the other commandments. It, it takes away, remember we talked about this is an intermission, uh, this is a, a getting away, a laying aside, and boom, we've got this time. Yeah, but I, 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 just, don't, I just don't have time to use the whole day for it. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. That you don't have time is a lie of the devil. And if we're not careful, we fall in and help him out because during the week, remember, we so order our affairs and prepare our heart. We don't do that rightly enough. Yet we don't have time, it would seem, when we come to the Lord's day. So I'm, I'm spending a good bit of time on it, but I'm spending it on it because I think it's so important. I think it's so important for us. Um, we'll never expect the world to give any thought to the Lord's day if it doesn't mean much more than it appears to mean to Christians. Right? It will take a revival for there to be any strong movement in the world in general to recapture, as it were, that general keeping of the Lord's Day. But I'd suggest to you, God in his mercy could act notwithstanding how we act. But why would we pray for revival to restore a keeping of the Lord's Day when the church just doesn't think it's that big a deal. Oh, you ought to be in church, you know. But we've cut that from twice to once in a lot of places. Why? Why? Well, well so you can have time on the Lord's day to do other things? 
See? And, and we can even say, well, so you can have time to fellowship with other Christians. That would be something that could produce some benefits for you, but that's then allocating the Lord's Day primarily for your good. What about fellowshipping with God? That's going to do you a whole lot more good than fellowshipping with fellow believers. Don't misunderstand me. Fellowshipping with believers is important and good and a source of strength and help. But it will never come close to the strength and help you'll get from spending time with God. And the Lord's Day is for that. And the devil knows it. And the devil has made a concerted attack on the keeping of the Lord's Day. And we so often fall prey. And I'm as guilty as anybody. As guilty as anybody. Talk about things. We, we deal with things. We engage in conversation with one another. Just, you know, well, how things, what, what did you think about what happened yesterday? You know, are you, are you, are you knowing the Lord's help today? You no. Know? So easy. And, and why? Why? And that's why I want us to just, you know, give thought, and I hope after we're done that you give thought to the Lord's Day. Um, last week we, we were dealing, I'm, I'm kind of picking up with my question number two, and we talked about remembering remembering God as our creator and redeemer. I'm not going to go through all the stuff, just hitting the points. Uh, we talked about rest, the physical rest, and with that I would the mental rest, the emotional rest, as well as the spiritual rest, right? And if, if you've ever been worn out physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually, nothing better than to just get away and think about and spend time with God. Refreshing, a time for healing, a time for restoration. And God's given us 52 days to help us do that. 52 times a year. Then we talked about the covenant. And I hope this doesn't, if you, if you didn't, don't remember anything except this. The Lord's day was given as a sign. Every Lord's Day ought to be reminding you and me of something. Just as much as the rainbow we talked about last week reminds us of God's covenant not to, to destroy the earth by flood. The Lord's Day is a reminder of God's covenant of grace. And you stop and give yourself to meditate on that the whole day. And you'll be you'll you'll get healing. You'll get help. I guarantee you. Because God's promised 
to bless this day to our good. That's what he gave it to us for. I was thinking about creation in the Lord's day. And obviously, when the Lord created the seventh day, there was no sin in the earth. Everything that he created, including man, was perfect and good in his eyes. So he created this sign for us, and I got to thinking, you know, when did, what, what are we told in Scripture? When, as it were, are we told in Scripture that, that God chose us? Before the foundation of the earth. My thought and my question that came to my head was, did God create the seventh day as a sign of that covenant that he had already made with the Son, the Father and the Son. So in creation, he created the sign before man had any knowledge of the covenant, knowing and intending that man would need this sign for he would also need this covenant. I don't know. Thought crossed my mind. It's a sign. It's a sign of God's covenant. He, he very frequently gave a sign. When he gave a covenant, here's something for you to remember this covenant by. Sacraments. Signs. Right? Things to help us focus our attention, our thoughts, our worship on what God would have us Focus on. All right, that's where we, uh, we, we, we got to last week. Uh, a few more, uh, and we, we may have, I may have mentioned some of these, but I want to go back and just touch on them. Uh, we're, we're to honor God. We saw that in the Isaiah 52 passage. Um, excuse me, Isaiah 58. It's the bottom of page 584 and top of page 586. Um, if thou turn away, Isaiah fifty-eight thirteen, and I added 14. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shalt honor him. Not doing thine own ways. So what we're doing by keeping the Sabbath in part, yes, for our good, but we're honoring God as our creator, and as our Redeemer. Right? We're honoring Him. All honor is due Him. We're honoring Him by keeping it. And, and 14 goes on, Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord. Just what we've been talking Delighting ourselves in the Lord. Honoring Him by delighting ourselves. Doesn't it amaze you when Scripture talks about God delighting himself in us? We marvel at that. We can understand why we should delight ourselves in him. And yet, we tend to not make much of it on the Lord's day sometimes. So, honoring the Lord. Another one that I had... 
was considering punishment. Considering punishment. No, the Lord's Day is also a day to be convicted, to be taught, to be made, to face up to our shortcomings. We come here and we sit under the word and sometimes convicts, doesn't it? That's part of the Lord's Day as well. That, that purifying aspect of it, that cleansing aspect, we talked about uh, in the Lord's Prayer, uh, forgiving us uh, our sins. We talked about the daily provision, give us this day our daily bread. And the next is seeking forgiveness and a daily cleansing. And the Lord's Day sometimes helps us to realize things that we just hadn't thought about that aren't pleasing to God that maybe we're doing. The judgment in, in Nehemiah... Uh, the passage there on 586, Nehemiah 13, 15 through 19, and down 7, verse 17, about the middle of the passage. Then I contended with the nobles of Judah and said unto them, now this is about them doing stuff on the Lord's day. What evil thing is this that ye do and profane the Sabbath day? Did not your fathers thus? Here's, here's my point, and what the point of Scripture. And did not our God bring all this evil upon us and upon this city? Yet ye bring more wrath upon Israel by profaning the Sabbath. We don't keep the Sabbath as we should. Then there's a good chance we're gonna we're gonna lose blessing. You're going to lose the blessing of the particular Sabbath. But you may lose greater blessing. The Sabbath day, that healing and that restoration and that refreshing, not only impacts you. It impacts every relationship you're involved in. Because the closer you're walking with the Lord, the better the relationship. If you've got two people who are seeking to walk close with the Lord, the Lord's day just helps. It helps us deal with one another. helps us deal with our own self first. Deal with one another, obviously, and all in connection with our dealing with our relationship with God. The judgment aspect of, of the consideration, punishment, worship, Page 588, we have Isaiah 66, 23. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. Worship. You stop and ask yourself, and again, I'm, I'm, these, these are just... Questions I ask myself. So, when I'm worshiping, and we talked about this earlier, what is it that I'm trying to do? What is it that I expect? What is it that I'm, I'm looking for, as it were, from God? Because if we come without some thought about why we're doing what we're doing and what it is we hope to accomplish, are we really worshiping? 
food for thought, questions that we all need to consider. And in our worship, the Lord's day, the Lord's given us this day that we might worship him. So now we got to go back and, okay, how do I worship? Well, I prepare my heart. I order my ways. I honor him, singing, praising, reading the word, hearing the word preached, all those things that we've already talked about in this chapter that deal with our worship. Preaching, page 588, Acts 27, and upon the first day of the week when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. Preaching of God's word, we know that. Praise and thanksgiving. If you have your Bible, turn to, uh, to Psalm 92. Now, a lot of you may already know this. I, I confess, I'd never, I'd never picked up on this. Look at Psalm 92. Look at the title at the top. Somebody tell me what it says. A psalm for the Sabbath day. If you don't have anything else to do, read Psalm 92. You come in here to worship and you don't have something else, open your Bible to Psalm 92. You know, you want something to read to your family, you can turn to Psalm 92. You could turn there every Lord's Day. You know, I'm not going to take the time. It's in, it's in your book on page 588. I'm not going to take time to read the entirety of it. I was tempted to. But I, I, I encourage you sometime today, read Psalm 92. But let me just point out a couple of things. First verse, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. You come down to the end of it. Down at verse 13. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. I would suggest to you there's great benefit in keeping the Lord's day. God himself has given us some of those benefits right here. Told us, yes. And you, you continue to enjoy it the entirety of your life. You get old, you're still enjoying being at God's house, being involved with others in his praise and thanksgiving to him in worship to the Lord. But read Psalm 92 if you get time today, and, and often. But Lord's Day, not a bad psalm, not a bad way to start the Lord's Day. If you have time, you, you open up, but sometime during the day. Just look at it, and it'll guide you. It, it'll suggest to you food for, for meditation and thought. You start reading through it, and it just opens up what God's done for you. So... Make, make good use of it. Make good use of it in our praise and thanksgiving. 
All right. Anybody got any other questions? Larger Catechism, question 118 at the bottom of page 589. I had my head looked down. No one raised their hand, did they? Here I asked for questions. <laughs> Duck my head like I didn't want any or something. All right. Yes, sir. Logan. So, so it, Logan's comment was um, a question that, that was given to somebody up north who happened to be a Roman Catholic about why our, our nation's in such a mess, and his response was desecration of the Lord's Day. So, why, why are those two connected? Okay, kind of a little same thing we've been talking about. Why is it that not keeping the Lord's Day would have such a profound result on humanity in general. Some of that punishment we were just talking about in part. Yeah. And, and I think, too, um, in, in, along with that, that the Lord's Day, does it not, brings before, or when it was observed, brings before the world in its entirety. Saint and sinner alike, doesn't it? That there's a God. There's a God. And because and they knew. The world knew. They understood. Now this is the Lord's day. What Lord? So it made them stop and think. And it brought back before them. That there's one. 
that they will give account to. Now again, a lot of them would have never thought that in much. They, they would try to run from it. Not a very pleasing thought to a lot of people. But it, when everything stopped, oh, yeah, this is, this is the Lord's day. And the more, and like I said, the devil, the devil understood the importance of this day. And the more that he can cloud and remove that weekly meeting of conscience with God, the more he's going to do it and the more success he has in it, the less the sinful conscience bothers man, right? Because he's not made to face it. And are we surprised? at the results. Don? I need the overtime to, to take care. Yeah. Kind of flies in the face of the Lord's Prayer when we ask God to make provide for us daily. And we see it in the example with the manna. I'll give you double on the sixth day. So you, you won't lack anything. Huh. Wonderful, isn't it? When we stop and think about it. So when this day comes around, let it remind us of just how God provides for us. And to give him his day. You don't give him his day. You may be sick tomorrow and you may be absent without pay. Maybe there'll be a storm and your business will be shut down and you'll lose a week's worth of commerce. You can think of it. The Lord certainly has a lot of things at his disposal, doesn't he? To bring to pass what he says. So, Rebecca? There's, again, we, unless we do it, I, I don't know any way for us to understand or to appreciate just what laying aside everything on this day. Don't pick up the newspaper, don't turn on the radio, don't look at your phone for the news or whatever. You separate from the world. And you try it. I mean, again, all I, all I can suggest is try it. 
I'm not saying that's what you've got to do, your conscience, but the confession, and it seems the scripture says, this day is the Lord's day. Six days you're to labor and do your thing. So the Lord himself said you don't use the seventh day for what you use the six days for. All right? Not that you can't worship God on the six days, but the primary focus God gives us six days to labor, to have our recreation, to have whatever. Seventh day? No. That's my day. My day. Mark. I just want to read this again. You read it already, but I referred to it a couple weeks ago. Isaiah 58, 13. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shall honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own this is a, just a great summary of everything we've been talking about. And embracing everything that the Lord has for us on this day. This day is a celebration. Every Sunday, we're celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And turning away from everything that the world is trying to, is screaming at us all the time through, through media, through our phones, the conversations, everything. Finding that joy and rest and calling the Sabbath a delight that we can delight ourselves in the Lord on this day. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I can only suggest to you to please stop and think about this. How to deal, how to keep the Sabbath day holy. What is it that God wants me to do? How do I do this? This is for your own good and my good and for us to help one another. To, to Rebecca's point, we'll hit that in, again in just a minute with one of the questions. In fact, the one we're on, question 118. Why is the charge of keeping the Sabbath more specially directed to governors of families and other superiors? And the answer, <coughs> the charge of keeping the Sabbath is more specifically directed to governors of families and other superiors, the governors of families, the head of the household, the mom, the dad, other superiors, inferior, superior, superior, inferior relations, because they are bound not only to keep it themselves, there's our individual thing that Rebecca was talking about, but to see that it be observed by all those that are under their charge, and because they are prone oftentimes to hinder them by employments of their own. There you go. And I think we would know that. Um, Exodus 20.10, the proof text, you're not to do any work, and you're not, and your son's not, and your daughter, and your any employees, your slaves, your servants, as they were then. Not, your animals aren't even to do any work. Creation, when, when God created this day, he created it for all of creation. It gives creation a chance to rest, as it were. Now, what happens in a 24-hour period relative to water, relative to air, relative to whatever, I can't tell you. 
Somebody else would have to address that. But I have to believe that there is some clearing, some cleansing of it if everything's shut down and there's no infiltration of whatever is going into it six days out of the week. I mean, it only stands to reason. Maybe no, but that would seem to be the case. Jordan? Yeah, I, I mean, I think there are studies, and again, I'm not one to, to cite or quote your sources for you, but I think there have been studies that show the optimal, the optimal human, again, beyond that, the creation, but for the human, the optimal performance is six off one, six off one. I mean, I think they've studied the world. I mean, non-Christians have studied that, I think, and they've found. Yeah, for whatever reason, we just don't understand why. Yeah, well, maybe if you consider creation. All right. Heads of household. Uh, Exodus 23:12. there, I'm on page 590. Six days thou shalt do thy work, and on the seventh day thou shalt rest, that thine ox... And thine ass may rest, and the son of thy handmaid and the stranger may be refreshed. There's the refreshing we talked about earlier, all right? Again, God's given us reasons. <laughs> it told us, you know, do this. You know, and your animals will be better for it. They'll be stronger and healthier and provide and, and produce for you and work for you better. You know, and when you, when you depend on them, that's important. Joshua's statement that we're all pretty familiar with. You, you, you can do what you want, children of Israel. You can worship who you want, um, but don't get caught up with them. And, and I'm here to tell you that as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. Nehemiah 13, we, we've talked about that. Nehemiah, a leader, contended with the people. This isn't good. You're doing stuff on the Lord's day. And that's not good. No wonder we're having trouble. And he took action. He said, we're not going to do this anymore. You're not even going to set up outside the wall in preparation for Monday. We're going to keep the Sabbath day. All right. I'm going to stop. 119 and 120 will finish 121. We'll finish it up next Lord's Day. Give some thought to it. Again, I'm, 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 I'm preaching to myself. I'm teaching. My, I'm talking to myself. Because we'll get to the what are the sins forbidden. And it's just a, a carelessness. 
about the Lord's Day. What if, what if, what if every Christian in every church in Greenville said, Lord's Day, we're not working, we're not shopping, we're not going out, we're not doing anything, we're going to keep the Sabbath day. What in the world do you think Greenville would do? What do you think people would say? What do you think? I mean, you, you see, don't you, when a few places, the Chick-fil-A's, they're not open on the Lord's Day. And, and people, why? Why? Even Christians sometimes. You know, these people that think you've got to keep the Lord's Day, and I don't get my, you know, sandwich today. The Chick-fil-A's, the, the people, the, the companies that honor, and, and we, well, that's, that's wonderful. That's great. Boy, I sure wish there were more companies like that. Well, what about us? What do we do to take a stand? What do we do to say, we're going to keep, as for me and my house, we're going to keep the Lord's Day? Because you know? that's where we are, folks. That's what's before you and me. So I would encourage you, you pray. Pray for each other. That the Lord will help us keep the Lord's Day. That we, we come to a greater understanding and appreciation of this. To the end that we make a statement in Greenville. You may not have to say a word. It may just be by what we do or don't do. Be wonderful, wouldn't it? If all of a sudden Greenville came back and said, we see the benefits. Greenville is so much better because a group of people said, we aren't going to do things on the Lord's Day. And Greenville has prospered. Now it may come under Satan's increased attack. But nevertheless, something for us to pray about, certainly, to think about, and to, uh, to seek to honor the Lord with. All right, let's pray. <coughs> Our Father, we are thankful that you deal with us in mercy. Lord, I would certainly have to confess that the keeping of the Sabbath day is, is something of, a, of, a, of an unknown to me. Well, I understand and in general principle, but Lord, help us to keep it holy unto thee. In every way. Help us to understand. What you want us to do. Help us then. By the help of your spirit. To do it. Help us to help one another. Do it. Lord help us to have an influence. Among those with whom we fellowship. Those with whom we work. Lord in government. Wherever it may be. However you might choose. To use a testimony of a people 
who decide they want to give the Lord his day and keep it according to his word. Lord, help us to understand what that looks like. And then, Lord, help us to see it, to experience it. Bless us in our time between now and the, the morning worship service as you would help us prepare our hearts. And then, Lord, as we would come in here to gather around thy word and to join in our worship and our singing, our praise, our hearing of the word read, preached. Lord, may it be a wonderful day. We would pray for the Panosian family. We pray for the service this afternoon. We ask that you would bring honor and glory to yourself, even through the death of this one of thy saints. Lord, bless this day to our good and for your glory we ask, for we pray it in Christ's name. Amen.